Are you ready for the Word of God today, ladies and gentlemen? Today we are still on the series of um, a sermon series that we have began more than two months ago. And we have entitled this, Building Upon a Rock. Last Sunday, we talked about Luke chapter 16, the important topic of how it is to be truly rich. Paano nga ba ang tunay na pagiging mayaman sa kaharian ng Diyos? So thank you, Pastor Jonathan. Can we appreciate the excitement of Pastor Jonathan when he shared unto us the testimonies? Because that it is how it is to be truly rich in the Lord. Na magpapagamit ka sa Panginoon para ang buhay mo ang maging instrumento ng Diyos para pagpalain pa ang mas nakararami sa pamamagitan ng iyong pagtalima sa mga inuutos sa atin ng Diyos. Today, we are now at Luke 17, 17 chapter. I gave you the assignment. I pray that you read the entire chapter the whole week again and again. Out of reverence for God's word, let us all rise. I will be reading only about four or five verses for opening reading, but I will be exhorting from the entire chapter today. And thank God our LCD is back so we can read this much more clearly. Let's start from verse 1. I'll be reading from the English Standard Version. Let's, let's read. And he said to his disciples, Temptations to sin are sure to come, but woe to the one through whom they come. Wait lang, we're doing this wrong. Ako lang nagbaba sa mga kaibigan. Sabi ko, let's read this together, mga kapatid. Okay? Parang uh, all souls din ang aking uh, experience dito. Walang, uh, walang uh, ibang nakikibasa. Basahin natin from the top. Ready, go. And he said to his disciples, Better, temptations to sin are sure to come. But woe to the one through whom they come. If it would be better for him, if a millstone were hung around his neck and he were cast into the sea, then that he should cause one of his little ones to sin. Let's go to verse 3. Pay attention to yourselves. If your brother sins, rebuke him. And if he repents, forgive him. If he sins against you seven times, in the day and turns to you seven times saying I repent you must forgive him oh the apostle said to the Lord increase our faith again a very difficult passage to preach on but that is the wonders of preaching the Word of God if you will go through the counsel of the Lord the Lord will instruct the hearts of those who are willing to listen let us pray. Father, we thank you that you send your Holy Spirit every time we open your book. Because that is your promise, Lord, that the Holy Spirit will remind us of all truths that you have taught us. So today, Lord, we open once again not only the pages of our Bibles, but we open, Lord, our very hearts. Speak now, Lord. Your children are listening. May your word be an encouragement to those who are feeble and weak in their hearts. May your word be an instruction to those seeking the wisdom of the Almighty. May it be a sharp rebuke 
to those whose paths have wandered away from your righteousness. But overall, Lord, let your word glorify the name of Jesus, because it is only in his name that we live and move and have our beings. So come, Holy Spirit, do your will in the midst of your children. In Jesus' name, everyone will shout, Amen. Amen. Give your praise to the Lord, mga kaibigan. You may be seated for a while. I've been told by Des that we have some snacks, uh, Maha Blanca, Biko, and Kuchinta right after the service. Thank you to our Kitchen for Christ ministry. Palapakamu natin natin KFC ministry, mga kaibigan. Oh, thank you, my love. Provisions come, Starbucks pa mga kaibigan. Today, I'd like to talk to you the full counsel of the Lord found in the entire chapter of the 17th chapter of Luke. And I have entitled this, Learning to Let Go. If you would like to build your house upon the rock, there are certain things in your life that you have to let go. Turn to the person beside you. Tell that person with all persuasion, let go, kapatid. Let go. Hindi ka makaka-move on kung hindi ka marunong mag? Let go. I remember many years back when I first experienced Enchanted Kingdom. Sister Olga, thank you for the tickets to EK. When I first went there and I was with our kids and Luke and Rafa and Caleb, they were little, little kids. But our kids are fearless. So first time I tried that space, what do you call that? Space shuttle. And as the, uh, what do you call this? Space shuttle, that the roller coaster started to ascend. I could feel all the nervousness. Lahat ng naibong kong nervyo sa buong buhay ko. I just felt it rising in my heart. If you have been to EK, you know what I mean. Tug, 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 tug. Para talagang mawawasak yung buong uh, uh, yung couch na aming kinaroroonan dahil sobra akong natitense. Dahil alam ko, in a short while, it will release. And I just have to learn to let go. And so while I was so tensed up in that particular moment, Luke, my son who was beside me, whispered to me in my ear, Dad, let go. And I said, look at him. No hands sa si Luke. Nakaganyan na siya. <laughs> Hindi pa nagre-release yung roller coaster. Wala na ang kanyang kamay. Habang ang tatay halos madurog na yung bakal doon sa aking harap, mga kaibigan. And Luke said, Dad, let go. And I just found that counsel to be wise. Wala ka nang magagawa. Pinili mo nang sumakay. Kahit anong ngawa mo, wala ka na magagawa, hindi ka na makakaiskabo. So I just let go, and I just raised my hand, and as soon as that roller coaster started the harrowing experience of my life, but I just had to let go, I realized in the next coming second, third, fourth second, I started to enjoy the exhilarating ride of my life. If you would like to build your life upon the rock, tell again the person beside you, let go, my friend. You've got to let go of certain things. 
today, in the time that we have left, I'll give you four things that I would like to go through quickly. Number one, that we have to learn to let go of the offenses committed against us. You've got to learn, that, learn to let that go. Otherwise, bit-bit mo ang lahat ng mga offensive remarks na sinabi niya sa iyo ng mga tao. Lahat ng mga offensive uh, deeds that people have done unto you. You've got to learn to let that go. I talk about learning to let go of that sense of entitlement. Because if you're feeling so entitled in this life, you will not enjoy one bit the moments and the privileges that God is giving you to serve Him. I'd like to talk to you about, thirdly, about the command of the Lord to let go of our religiosity. Because you can be so busy doing the works of the Lord, being religious at it. But if you miss the real commands of the Lord... You will not be standing upon the rock. And lastly, I'd like to talk to you about letting go of worldliness. Because for as long as we are attached to the worldly things in this life, the temporary, the fleeting, the ephemeral, the ones that will not last forever, you will realize you will not be building your house upon the rock. Let's go through this one by one. Number one. Let's read this out loud together. Let go of the offense. Tapikin mo yung katabi mong madaling ma-offend sa mga sinasabi ng mga tao na hanggang ngayon palaging nagdurugo ang puso dahil sa mga sinasabi ng iba sa kanya, dahil sa mga nagawa sa kanya ng kanyang mag-anak, ng kanyang mga magulang, ng kanyang mga minamahal, ng kanyang kabitbahay, buong buhay, hindi marunong magsaya, hindi marunong magdiwang dahil palaging offended sa ginagawa ng maraming tao. Please, be the instrument of the Lord right now to tell that person, let go of the offense. Sa mga nasa online natin, paki-type sa ating uh, Facebook Live ngayon, let go of the offense. This is one thing, mga kapatid. If you would like to build a life that is truly full and abundant and realizing and living out the full promises of the Lord, We've got to learn how to deal with the offenses that come along our way. Our reading today would say, verse 1, He said to His disciples, Temptations to sin are sure to come. Stop there for a while. Temptations to sin are sure to come. You see, my friends, yung salitang sin is something taboo to so many people. Hindi na pinag-uusapan masyado ang kasalanan sa maraming gatherings, even in churches. Why? Because they just say it's a mistake, it's just a uh, uh, lapse of judgment. But when you are talking about, when you are referring to the Bible, the Bible calls sin, sin. Ito ay kasalanan. So I did some word study. The word sin, mga kaibigan, is from the Greek word skandalon. That's where you get the word skandalo. Skandalon. That means a stumbling block. Kaya pala, pag merong nagkakasala sa'yo, natitisod ka. Because sin is a skandalon. It's a stumbling block. When you're... Fixing your eyes on that brother of yours, on that sister of yours, on that churchman of yours, on that pastor of yours, who will never be perfect, who will never always get it right 100%. Whether I am conscious of it or not, somewhere along the way, kung magkaibigan na tayo for the last 
22 years within which I've been here in Lighthouse, I am sure you have heard me said things that have offended you. And because you were never able to let go of that offense, even that single word probably has become a stumbling block for you. I was talking to somebody. And somebody that no longer attends our church. And I always have the habit that we are friends forever. Hindi naman kailangan magka-church with tayo forever. Ang kailangan lang na kay Christ ka forever. Amen? Sabi ko, kapatid, nasan ka na ngayon? And he, he told me about the new church where he is now serving. Sabi ko, thank God for it. You are productive. Sabi ko, but I just like to know, but nga ba umalis ka sa lighthouse? And that person said, a man, he said, eh, kasi pastor, anti-Duterte ako eh. Sabi ko, okay, that's good. Eh, ano ngayon ang niyari? Ba't ko malis sa lighthouse? Kasi pastor, in one of your sermons, gumanyan ka. I don't even remember that day, mga kaibigan. Sabi ko, bakit sinabi ko bang mabuhay si Duterte? Hindi, pastor. Sinabi ko bang mahal na mahal ko si Duterte? Hindi, pastor. Anong ginawa ko? Gumanyan daw ako. Na-offend daw siya. Lumipat siya sa kabilang church. And I just had a very awkward laugh. But my heart broke into a million pieces. Sabi ko, kung meron akong sinabing heresy, Kung meron ako sinabing blasphemous, I will understand that you will discard the friendship that we have shared for the last 20 years. Dahil sasabihin mo, hindi na tama ang lighthouse, ano na to, skandalon na. Iba na ang tinuturo ni Pastor Jojo. Pero gumanyan lang daw ako. He left the church. Kapatid, I have let go of the offense. That's one, mga kapatid. It is impossible, sabi ni Jesus. That temptations will not come in your life. Maraming masasabi ang mga tao. Marami siya nang magagawa. Marami kang makikita. Marami kang marinig. That will not always be a beautiful thing to listen to or to hear. But if you will always be offended by the things that people will do unto you, kaibigan, you will never be able to stand on a rock because you will always be like a shifting sand, palaging expecting perfection over people. And so somebody once said, you know what, there is no such thing as a perfect church. This church, sabi niya, used to be perfect until you came. Hindi na kami perfect dahil dumating ka na sa church. So mga kaibigan, if you would like to live a life that has the power and the art and the beauty and the restfulness of letting go. Tell again that person, let go of that offense. Let go mo na yan. Ang mga bababaw ng mga bagay, dahil lamang nagkadiferensyahan kayo sa political view, dahil lamang nagkadiferensyahan kayo sa kung sinong in-endorse nung unang election. Kailan ba nagkaroon election? June, July, August, September, October, November. Limang buwan na po ang nakalipas after the election. Right? Akbayan mo ngayon katabi mo, sabi mo, let go na kapatid. Okay? Tapos na ang eleksyon. Wala na tayong pinag-uusapang dilaw pula. We are now serving the Almighty God and we are now praying for our president. Amen? Not that we agree with him all the time, but he is now the president. Let go of that. Otherwise, forever kang offended. But here's another thing. The Word of God says, 
Temptations to sin are sure to come. The scandalon, the stumbling block will always be there. But woe to the one through whom they come. Huwag naman natin pong iisipin na dahil lamang si Lord ay isang mapagpatawad na Diyos, ay wala na tayong consciousness sa mga bagay natin mga ginagawa. For as long as it depends on us, let us be mindful of the words that we say. Let us be mindful of the deeds that we do because we know people are watching us. Because we know our children are observing our lives. Because we know our office mates are observing the way you conduct your business. Because you know that the fellow pastors and the fellow believers are watching you if your doctrine and your life are one and the same. Because Jesus expressed this word, Woe, kasumpa-sumpa ang taong ikaw pa ang pagdadaluyan ng ikakatisod ng ibang tao. Dahil pinayagan mong gamitin ka ng jablo, gamitin ka ng kasamaan ng ugali, na ikaw pa ang naging instrumento para ma-offend mo at mapabagsak mo at makaistumble ka ng mga taong sumusunod lang naman kay Lord. This is the word of God for leaders like us. Because I'm always here in the front. Kaya next time, hindi na, ayoko nang gumanyan ng aking kamay, mga kaibigan. Baka may ma-offend na naman. Ayoko nang, ayoko nang gumanyan. Ayoko nang gumanon, okay? Dahil baka may ma-offend na naman, mga kapatid. Praise God na lang, mga kaibigan. Tsaka ganito na lang, mga kapatid. Okay? Para wala nang na-offend. Okay? Ganun na lang para sabi ni Sister Alma. But woe to the person, to those, or through whom the offense will come. Why? Jesus would say, it would be better for you. Magtali ka na lang daw ng mabigat na bato at tumalong ka sa dagat kaysa ikaw pa ang panggalingan ng pagkakasala ng little ones. Who are the little ones? It could be the children. But it could be those that are new in the faith. Those that, are, those that are, are still struggling in their doctrine. Those that are still struggling in the way they perceive of the faith. The Apostle Paul would say, Lahat ng pagkain, pag pinag-pray mo na kay Lord, ay yun ay blessed. Kahit pangaraw yung pagkain na yun ay galing sa altar ng mga pagano. Kung ito'y inalay ko na sa Panginoon, dahil yung mga Diyos-Diyosan ay hindi naman totoo, sabi ni Paul. Kung inalay ko na sa pasasalamat, wala akong konsensya at wala akong guilt na kainin ko ang mga bagay neto. But, sabi niya, but, Kung merong isang bago sa pananampalataya na makikita akong kinain ko yung galing sa altar ng mga pagano at na-stumble siya because of my love to my brethren, sabi ni Paul, I will not eat this food. Not because my conscience strikes me, but because of my love for the little ones. It's a good counsel to all of us, mga kapatid. Huwag masyadong offendable, huwag masyadong sensitive, huwag masyadong madaling magtampo, huwag masyadong madaling may gawin lang yung kapatid mo, sapat na para kalimutan mo ang inyong pagiging magkaibigan. Pero kaibigan, gawin mo rin naman ang lahat ng makakaya mo na hindi ka katisuran ng mga taong nagsisimula pa lamang sa kanilang pananampalataya. Amen? Learn to let go of the offense. And here is now the catch of it. So what happens if somebody offends you? What's, what happens if somebody offends you and talagang breaks your heart? Jesus would now say, Pakibasa? Oh, pay attention to yourselves. If your brother sins, number one, ang gagawin mo? Rebuke him. Tell that person, nasaktan mo ang damdamin ko. Pero hindi ito kailangang ikasira ng ating pagiging magkapatid. 
Rebuke him. Huwag mo nang uulitin yan dahil ito ay nakakadurog ng puso ko every time you say that word, every time you do that deed. Rebuke that person. To rebuke a brother is an act of love. Pag may nakikita kang kapatid, malapit na ang tumalon sa bangin at hindi ka man lang makapag-rebuke na magsabing, Kapatid! Ikamamatay mo yan! Why? Because you're just so afraid na baka ma-offend mo siya. It's not an act of charity at all. To see this brother tumble into his eternal perdition just because ayaw mo ma-offend ng tao. Rebuke him, sabi ni Lord. Rebuke him lovingly, if I may add. But here's the imperative. And if he repents... What does the word repent mean? It's from the word as Pastor Rom preached so many Sundays ago. From the Greek word metanoia, to change any, all of the, or all of the elements composing one's life. Pag nagbago ang kanyang attitude, ang kanyang kaisipan, ang kanyang behavior concerning the demands of God for right living. Narealize niyang mali ang kanyang ginawa. If he repents, what does the Lord say? Forgive him. Let go of the offense. And if in a hyperbole, hyperbole means exaggeration, in exaggerating the Lord, and even if he sins against you seven times in a single day, but he turns to you seven times saying, I repent. Narealize ko na ang aking pagkakamali. Ano sabi? You must forgive him. If you would like to stand upon the rock, mga kapatid, let go of the offense. Mahirap, madali. Mahirap. And that's why the, Apostle Paul, the apostles would say, increase our faith. Because forgiving somebody, letting go of that offense, overlooking, disregarding, transcending the pain that you are feeling in your heart, and still look at him as a brother in Christ, as a sister in Christ, and aalalahanin mo ang lahat ng kabutihang ginawa niya at nagawa niya sa inyong napakaraming taon ng pagsasama, and you let go of that offense. Why? Bumalik naman sa'yo para magsabi, sorry kapatid, ha, nasaktan talaga kita. Hindi ko na-realize yun, pero now I realize, I really repent of this. You have to have in your power, learn to let go of that offense. It is difficult. That's why Jesus says, you've got to increase your faith. But even if you have a faith that is only as little as a mustard seed, it can move mountains, it can move your heart, it can overcome whatever friendship debacles that have happened between the two of you. If there is the power of forgiveness, the power of letting go. Your friendship will become even stronger. Your marriage will even become more stable. Your church, our church will even become more solid. Why? Because we are not a church of people who are sinless. We are just a church of people who are now sinning less and less and less. Why? Because we practice the Christian imperative. Pag may nagkakasala, i-rebuke mo. Pag nagsisi, patawarin mo. Tanggapin mong muli. And in the course of time, because you have let go of that offense, you will be standing upon the rock. First point for today, let go of the offense. Forgive the repentant. Maybe this is the word of the Lord for you today. Maybe one thing that's stopping you from fully enjoying 
the counsel of the Lord and the full life that God has promised us. It's because you have not repented yet. Don't ever allow this day to end, this service to end, without you coming to the Lord in repentance and say, Lord, nagawa ko ang mga nagawa ko, and now I realize I have offended you and I've offended the brethren. I come to you, Lord, in metanoia to change my heart, to change my thoughts, to change my attitudes, so that I can aspire for the real standards of godly living. And the Lord says, you will be forgiven as you learn to let go. Pangalawa, mga kapatid. Basahin ng malakas. Ready, go. Let go of the entitlement. Say it again. If you are beside a servant of the Lord, pastor, elder, nagsiserve sa church, sabihin mo nga, please, let go of the entitlement. Another big word, mga kapatid. Napag hindi natin na let go, ito'y magbibigay ng kadiliman sa ating pagsisilbi sa Panginoon. When you are serving God, as many of us here have been serving the Lord for so many years, ang isang occupational hazard is this. Because we are a very appreciative church. Kaya meron tayong pastor's appreciation, meron tayong staff appreciation, meron tayong workers and leaders appreciation. Because it's healthy to appreciate people that toil hard in the kingdom. But the danger of that if we will not be so conscious and conscientious about it, is there will be a growing entitlement in each one of us. The entitlement na kada kibot na ginagawa mo para kay Lord, gusto mong pinapalakpakan ka ng tao, you are being patted in the back, gusto mong palagi may nagsasabi, ang galing mo kapatid, naku, bless na bless talaga ang lighthouse because of you. And if you don't allow this entitlement to be nipped in the bud, na talagang putulin mo yung sense of entitlement na yan, you will grow older and older in the service in the kingdom that you really realize now, even God should be patting my back. Even God should be thanking me for the sacrifices that I made. Oh, I was so guilty of that in my early years as a Christian. I remember I closed a big sale, big, big sale in my real estate business. And I wrote the check as Pastor Jonathan exhorted us. And it was a huge amount. The biggest that I have given. Even until today, I haven't topped that giving. Because in just one windfall, I earned so much millions. So imagine the 10% that I wrote. And I dropped it in the offering basket. You know what? For the next two weeks, I confess this to God, sorry Lord, and I confess this to you again. For the next two weeks, I was really expecting that one of the pastors will call me to thank me for the check that I have given to the Lord. I was, but wala pang tumatawag? Ba't walang nagtitext? Ba't walang tumatawag? Hindi ba sila magpapasalamat? Ang dami ng mapapakain sa check na aking binigay sa church. Entitlement, mga kapatid. Tell the person beside you, let go of that. Hindi ka tatayo sa isang matibay na bato if you are so entitled in this. And so we are now at verse 7. Sabi ni Lord, Will any one of you who was a servant, plowing or keeping sheep, say to him, when he has come in from the field, Oh, come at once and recline at the table. Will he not rather say to him, Prepare supper for me and dress properly and serve while I eat and drink. And after that, you will eat and drink. Tagalogin ko. Meron ba sa inyo, kung meron kayong kasambahay, meron kayong servant na busy, mag-araro, mag-tanim, mag-work uh, in the field, 
na dahil napakasipag niya in the field, napag-uwi niya ng gabi, sasabihin mo, oy, ang galing-galing mo naman talaga. Come here, come here. Dito ka muna sa upuan ko. Ako muna magpapakain sa'yo dahil pagod na pagod ka na. Oh, I, I know Sister Kristen will do that. Ganon ka generous ni Ninang. Pero sabi ni Jesus, will not the master say, wala bang minansya ng master na pagod na yung servant from the field? Will not the master say, go, prepare a food for me and serve me as I drink. After me, saka ka na, kumain. Walang entitlement na, hey, nagpakapagod na ako the whole day. Ako naman ngayon ang i-appreciate nyo. I'm talking here to my fellow pastors. Because oftentimes, this is an oft-repeated lament of pastors. Not naman lament, uh, a byword lang. Nakakapagod ang ministry? Nakakapagod? Ang dami namin ginawa? Pagod na pagod na nga kami sa ministry. And what? Waiting for somebody to say, Ah, sige pastor, upo ka muna. Kami muna magsiserve sa'yo. No entitlement like that. And the word of God here is serve. It's from the word jaconeo. That's where the word deacon comes. Kaya merong mga deacons sa church. Servants. Ang idea ng jaconeo is waiter. Ano maginagawa ng waiter? Habang kumakain ng customer, a paying customer. We have here precious flight attendants. And one thing that I really appreciate amongst our flight attendants, they are such jaconeo people. Very servant-hearted. Pag meron kaming meeting nandiyan ng mga FAs, napaka-automatic yan. Pastor, you want coffee? You want pastor? Parang ka nasa flight dahil uh, sineservan ka nila. Thank God for the FAs that are here in our, in our place. Thank God for that. That's the idea that God is wanting us to have. We are privileged to be in the Master's house. To serve the Master is a privilege that is not given to anyone. You don't have the entitlement mentality that you have to be thanked and praised and to be put in a pedestal just because you are serving. As a matter of fact, ipagpasalamat na natin na tinawag tayo ng Diyos na maging deacons, na maging servants sa Kanyang karian. To God be the glory forever. Let go of that entitlement, mga kapatid. Let go of that. Verse 9, sabi ni Lord, I'm not skipping any verse today. Verse 9, does he thank the servant because he did what was commanded? Of course not. So you also, when you have done all that you were commanded, just say, oh, we are unworthy servants. We have only done what was our duty. Let go of the entitlement. Serve the master. And here is the argument. In theology, we call this the argument from the lesser to the greater. The lesser masters of this world will not thank you just because you served him. But here's the twist of the story. We serve the greatest master of all. Amen? We have a master that does not, who will not miss any single detail of the things that you do for him. We have a master in heaven who tells you, I no longer call you slaves or servants, I call you as my friends. We have a master, we have a father in heaven who tells us that at the end of this life of long servanthood, when we come to the heavenlies, he is the one that says, come and join the happiness of your master. 
He is the greater master. But if our attitude is this, kung sa mga bossing natin sa mundo na hindi marunong magpasalamat, na hindi marunong mag-appreciate, we just do our duty because it is our duty. How much more our master in heaven who is always gracious and favorable and always giving unto people, doesn't he deserve the greatest service of all? Let go of that entitlement. Serve the master. Thirdly, ladies and gentlemen, let go of religiosity. Another term. Because if there's one word that the Filipinos should, can be described about or can be described, it's the word religious. We have been brought up in a nation na talagang in-ingrain sa ating puso. Kailangan magsimba. Kailangan magtirik ng kandila. Kailangan magstation of the cross. Kailangan gumising ng madaling araw para sumali sa prosesyon. If it is about religiosity, number one ang mga Pilipino. Would you agree? Even amongst born-again Christians, very religious people. You come here every Sunday after Sunday. Why? Because we are doing this religiously. But one thing that the Lord always commands us, let go of religiosity. Because if you hide behind the veneer of outside service to God, pakitang tao, palaging external facade lamang ng pagiging kristyano, but you don't address the real heart, your religiosity is nothing. That's why Isaiah would say, even your righteousness is as filthy as rags. Para lamang maduming basahan. Why do I say this? We are now at verse 11. On the way to Jerusalem, he was passing along between Samaria and Galilee, and as he entered the village, he was met by ten lepers who stood at a distance and lifted up their voices saying, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. Counting context. Between Galilee and Samaria, Samaritans are the half-breeds. So, ang lepers must have been composed of both Jews and Samaritans. But even if they despised each other, but kung lachala ay may leprosy, they found comfort. Misery loves company, as they say. So, there were these ten lepers. Some are Jews, some are Samaritans. And they were excluded from society. They were castaways they were untouchables ikanga but then they must heard they must have heard about the miracles of Jesus and so as Jesus was passing by they cannot even approach Jesus they were just calling on Jesus from afar from a distance Jesus master please lord have mercy on us that word master is from the word epistasis epistatis that means the one who is set over chief, commander. So even if they are not in the temple, they have a concept of God. These lepers, when they were still clean and they were still not leprous, they must have been laman ng simbahan. Now that they were castaways and they are now rejects of society, and when they saw Jesus, they still acknowledged that Jesus is the Messiah, the one set over them. And so they pleaded and they pleaded. And look at this, one of the greatest miracles that Jesus had ever done. When he saw them, sorry, when he saw them, Jesus said to them, Go and show yourselves to the priest. And look at this. And as they went, they were cleansed. One of the greatest miracles. Ang ibang miracle ni Lord, they will say, Jesus will say, Okay, the demoniac, 
Be gone, legion, gone. And now the demoniac was healed, and Jesus would now say, go to your people and tell them how much God has had mercy on you. Right? Ito iba. Lord, help us! And Jesus said, okay, go to the priest. It's a religious rite. When you show yourselves to the priest in Leviticus, it means that you are, you are now acceptable in society. But it is an act of faith. Amen? Pinagaling na ba sila ni Lord nung pinapunta sa priest? Not yet. Ketongin pa rin sila. They were still peppered with all the leprous skin. And Jesus said, Go. Go and present yourselves to the priest. And miracle of miracles. As they were walking towards the temple, all of a sudden, ba, parang nabibelos kina sila. They were now being bellified, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Sister Ali. Di ba? I-plugin ko lang si Dr. Abelo. Kumari ko buyan sa kasal. And they were cleansed, ladies and gentlemen. There is power in obedience. Amen? Amen? Even if you don't have the answers to your prayers yet, but if the command comes from the Master, obey it. And in your obeying, there is already the miracle of healing. Wow! I wish this story ended there. Verse 15. And then one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back praising God with a loud voice and he fell on his face at Jesus' feet, giving him thanks. And now he was a Samaritan. Sampo ang pinagaling ni Lord. Sampo ang naging bellified, ladies and gentlemen. Isa lamang nung ma-realize niyang, wow, my skin is now skin of bellow. Siya lamang ang lumingon at nagbalik kay Lord to praise Jesus. That word praise there is from the word doxazo. That's where you get the word doxology, glory. Siya lamang ang lumuhod kay Lord. Siya lamang nagsusumigaw, glory to God in the highest. Siya lamang ang nakita niya ang tunay na priority. Yes, they were commanded to go to the priest. But when the miracle happened, he would still go, I bet. But the first priority of a person that has truly been healed is to go back to the author of your healing. To go back to the giver of your life. To go back to the king of your lives who has been so gracious to give you the gift of a second chance. He came to the Lord praising. And look at this, another, another detail that I want you to miss. He was a Samaritan. And Jesus now says, look at this. Jesus answered, Were not ten cleansed? Where are the nine? Was no one found to return and give praise to God except these foreigners? And he said to him, rise and go your way. Your faith has made you well. Let me dissect this for a while. Ibig sabihin, sa sampung may ketong, ang sampang siyam doon mga Jewish people. Isa lang ang Samaritano. The Jewish people that have been raised in the Tanakh, the Torah, the Nevi'im, the Ketuvim, the writings and the prophets, they were raised in the law of the Lord. So they knew when Jesus said, go to the priest, it's a religious rite. Okay, let's go. Pinapapunta na tayo sa katedral. Let's go. The Samaritan, I don't know if he even knew that Levitical rule, that Deuteronomist rule. But the only thing that the leper, the Samaritan leper knew was this. He was cleansed. 
He came back and praised God. He came back and he praised the Lord. And the Lord looked for the other nine. Here's one truth, mga kapatid. Let me release this to you. God looks for you when you have forgotten to give thanks unto him. The Lord in heaven will say, Di ba ang dami kong pinagpala noong Sunday? Bakit ito lang ang bumalik? Nasaan yung siyam? Receive this from the word of the Lord. Di ba ang daming na-bless? Di ba daming nakatanggap ng Himala? Why, my friends? Because the nine, let me now argue my case, the nine Jewish people were religious, but they didn't know, and they didn't want, and they, didn't, they were not equipped to truly praise and worship the Lord. They knew how to follow the law of Moses, but the one who actually healed them, they forgot to give thanks to. If you would like to build your house upon the rock, go back to Jesus. What happened to the Samaritan? Bellified na siya. Wala na siyang ketong. Perfect skin. Lord, thank you. And you know what? The Lord says, go, rise and go your way. Your faith has made you well. You know that word well? Magaling na siya eh. Perfect skin na. But that word well in the Greek word is sozo, which means you are now saved. Ang siyam gumaling lamang sa pisikal na aspeto. Ang may... Ang Samaritano lamang, ang hindi lamang gumaling, pero nung araw na yon naligtas ang kanyang kaluluwa. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Oh, you can be busy with all the religious things in your life, but you still are not saved. You can be so religious in following the laws and the traditions and the commands of the church, but if you don't give glory where glory is due, your soul will not be made well because salvation belongs to Jesus Christ alone. Amen? Let go, my friend. Let go of religiosity. Glorify the healer. And lastly, let go of worldliness. Let go of worldliness because if there's one thing again that will stop you from fully enjoying the full life that God has promised to those that will build their house upon the rock, it's this world, worldliness. Ang yung attachment sa mga makamundong bagay. So last Sunday, we talked about the God of Mammon. And Jesus would say, you cannot serve both God and money because you either love the other and despise the other one. You cannot worship both. Ayaw na Lord na meron siyang kahati sa trono ng buhay mo. O so dito yung mundo, dito ang Diyos. 1 John 2.16 If you love the world, the love of the Father will not be in you. Because the love of the world consists of three things. The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, and the pride of life. Who are you worshiping? Who is the one that is seated on the throne? Worldliness ang kalaban ng pananampalataya, mga kapatid. Because the Lord knows it's the thing that stops people from fully giving their lives to Jesus. That's why many people would just want to have religion. Why? Because when you have religion, you have a sense of false security. Basta ako nakapagsimba na, basta ako nakapagkomunyon na, basta ako nakapagluhod na, nakaluhod na, okay na ako, Lord, ha? Rules. For as long as I have the rules in my life, 
I can do the things that I want to do and serve mammon and serve money and serve the world. The Lord says, let go of worldliness. There's only one way to the Father. It is when you proclaim Jesus alone as your God. Amen? So here is our ending verses for today. Now the Pharisees came. And the Pharisees are the epitome of worldliness during Jesus' time. Being asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God would come, he answered them, Oh, the kingdom of God is not coming with signs we have served, nor will they say, Look, here it is, or there. For behold, the kingdom of God is in the midst of you. The reason why the Pharisees had missed the kingdom of God, because until that point, even after everything that Jesus has taught and done and manifested before them, the, the, the priests were still looking for signs to be observed. Why? Because for them, nasa na ang kingdom of God because the priests were feeling entitled that when Jesus or when the Messiah would finally come, that because they were the priests and the Levites and they were the religious junta and they were the religious aristocracy of the time, alam nila, they would be sitting in seats of power. So they're always observing until now many people are trying to observe end times. Jesus says, you will not discern the kingdom of God through the signs of observation. Nor you cannot say, here it is, or there. Una sa Davao na, nandun na si Kibuloy sa Davao, mga kaibigan. You cannot find the kingdom there. Why? Because Jesus says, because you have missed it. You know why? The kingdom of God is right in the midst of you. It can have two meanings. Colossians would say, the hope of God, Christ in us, the hope of our glory, or the reality that Jesus had incarnated into this world. Kapiling mo na ang hari, hinahanap mo pa rin ang kanyang kaharian. Hindi mo makita ang kaharian dahil hindi mo nakikita ang hari ng kaharian na yun. What stops them? Worldliness. Mark chapter 1. Let me just digress a little bit. After John was arrested, this is John the Baptist, Jesus came into Galilee proclaiming the gospel of God and saying, The time is fulfilled and the kingdom is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. So when Jesus came, he proclaimed, The kingdom is at hand. The kingdom is in our midst. When he taught the disciples how to pray, there's another twist. When you pray, pray to the Father like this. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done. Now, parang merong paradox. Anong paradox? Number one, sabi ni Jesus, the kingdom is already here. The kingdom is at hand. The kingdom is in your midst. Pero pagdating sa Matthew, anong prayer? Lord, let your kingdom Akala ko nandito na. Bakit hinihingi pa rin natin ang muling pagbabalik or ang pagbabalik ng kanyang kaharian? I'll explain that to you in a short while. Let's go back to Luke 17, verse 22. He said to his disciples, The days are coming when you shall desire to see one of the days of the Son of Man, and you will not see it. After saying that the kingdom is in our midst, he says, You know what, darating ang araw, aasamin yung makita ang anak ng Diyos, pero hindi mo siya makikita. And they will say to you, Look there, look here, do not go out, 
Do not go out or follow them. Because a lot of people will deceive you in the last days. And here's what Jesus now declares about his coming. Verse 24. For as the lightning flashes and lights up the sky from one side to the other, so will the Son of Man be in his day. Ibig sabihin, pag dumating na ang Panginoon, hindi nyo mamimiss. Ang muling pagbabalik ni Lord ay hindi sekreto. Ang muling pagbabalik ni Lord ay hindi nangyayari sa isang place sa Davao or sa America or sa Russia or sa Samar or here in Alabang. Hindi sekreto ang muling pagbabalik ng Lord. How visible, how public will it be? Just like the flashes of lightning from the sky from one side to another, so shall it be in the coming of the Son of God. It will not be a secret. But first, that's why I underscore that. Pero merong kailangan muna mangyari bago magbalik ang Panginoon. He must suffer many things and He will be rejected by this generation. There will be a rise of lawlessness. There will be people who will reject the gospel. There will be people who will choose to live lives away from God. That's why in theology class, we call it the kingdom at hand, the kingdom postponed, and the kingdom to come. And all of these are true. Nung dumating si Lord 2,000 years ago, the kingdom was at hand. Now in the church age, the kingdom is not yet here. It's already here, but not yet. It's the kingdom postponed. But my friends, don't be mistaken. One day will come that the heavens will open and the voice of the archangel will come and the Son of God will be revealed and all the earth will glorify His name forever and ever. That day we soon coming, ladies and gentlemen. And you will not miss it. How will that day look like? Here's how Jesus described it. Number one, just as it was in the days of Noah. Remember Noah in the great flood? So will it be in the days of the Son of Man. Oh, they were eating and drinking and marrying and giving, being given in marriage until the day when Noah entered the ark and the flood came and destroyed them all. Noah was preaching for 100 years as he was building the ark. People were laughing at him. And Noah, the preacher of righteousness, that's what Noah means. He was already saying, judgment is coming. Judgment is coming. Oh, people were not taking heed of Noah's message. They were drinking and marrying and getting married. Worldliness. And then all of a sudden, boom, destruction came. Para maintindihan palalo. Verse 28, sabi ni Lord, Likewise, just as it was in the days of Lot. Remember Lot? Sodom and Gomorrah, remember? Just as it was in the days of Lot. They were eating and drinking and buying and selling and planting and building all worldly pursuits. But on the day when Lot went out from Sodom, fire and sulfur rained from heaven and destroyed them all. And Jesus says, so will it be on the day when the Son of Man is revealed. Ladies and gentlemen, sa mga tao, masyado nang minimenos, masyado nang dinidisregard ang eschatology, ang end times. 
Do not be mistaken because Jesus spoke about the end times so clearly that the day's end will soon come. Itong buhay na meron tayo ngayon, don't hold on too much to it because one day Jesus will return. And on that day, when you have not been saved, when you are not inside the ark, when you are still in Sodom and Gomorrah, I tell you, ladies and gentlemen, that day will be too late for you. Let go of that worldliness. Let go of the things that attach you to this world. And Jesus ended by saying, Remember Lot's wife? Remember the wife of Lot? Anong nangyari sa kanya? Nakalabas na sila. Why? Because they were being guided by the angel with one command. Don't ever look back. Why? Because in Sodom, in Gomorrah, nandun ang property, nandun ang kanilang BMW, nandun ang kanilang mansion, nandun ang kanilang mga herds, nandun ang kanilang mga plantita, lahat ng mga pinalaking mga plants ng pandemic, nandun lahat yun. Worth thousands upon thousands. It's all there. Yung mga solar panels nyo, yung mga ceiling na yan, yung mga LED wall, nandun yun. Pero sabi ng angel, destruction is coming and nothing will escape the fires of God. Do not ever look back. Learn to let go. Remember the wife of Lot, Jesus would say. Remember the wife of Lot. Ano nangyari sa wife ni Lot? Dahil attach, attach, lumingon. O yun, naging pillar of salt. And that's why Jesus says, whoever seeks to preserve his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life will keep it. Learn to live your life. As you let go of worldliness, learn to live your life for the glory of God. And here is my last verse to touch down on the ending of Luke 17. I tell you, ready go. I tell you, in that night, there will be two in one bed. One will be taken, the other is left. There will be two women grinding together. One will be taken, the other is left. And they said to him, Where, Lord? And he said to them, Where the corpse is, there will be vultures. There the vultures will gather. Two schools of thought in these verses. Dalawa lang ha, bakit ay mag-end. Some people say this is a rapture verse. You know, favorite ng mga Christiano, rapture. Na meron dalawang magkatabi, yung isa, na rapture, shh, nawala. Meron dalawang nagka-grind, yung isa ay, shh, nawala. Susunin na iwan, ang makasalanan, ang righteous na rapture. In First Thessalonians, they'll be caught up in the air, na rapture. That's one school of thought. Another school of thought. The one taken away is the unrighteous, ang makasalanan. Because this is judgment day. But then the day of the Lord comes, when judgment comes, the sinners, the unrighteous ones, will be taken away. Who will remain? Only those that have called on the name of Jesus. Whatever school of thought you, have, you subscribe to, the, the common theme is, there will be an end to this life. That's why the last verse, where the vultures are, where the corpses are, there the vultures will be. Because the end times are clear. There will be a gathering in, in, in uh, the Armageddon, the valley, the army of the righteous ones, the army of Satan and his minions, and there will be a great battle in the great valley of Megiddo, and there will be corpses everywhere and guess who will turn out to be the victors guess who will turn out to be the winners those that belong to the lamb of god alone
Those that don't belong to Jesus, there will be corpses. There will be judgment. There will be an end to all of these. So ladies and gentlemen, let go of worldliness. Love the King of Kings. Bigyan natin si Lord, mga kaibigan. Because the kingdom of God is at hand. So ladies and gentlemen, if I have the Levites here, please. If you would like to build your life upon the rock, learn to what? Let go. Say it again. Learn to let go. Let go of the offense. Let go of the offense. Forgive the repentant. Kung nagsisi na, huwag mo nang ipagdikdikan ang kasalanan niya. Otherwise, you will not be forgiven yourself. What else? Let go of that entitlement. Just continue serving the Master. Serve! The days are going to be over soon. Jesus is coming. If not in our generation, in the few generations from now, Jesus is soon coming. Continue serving the Master. Let go of your entitlement. Let go of your religiosity. Christianity is not a matter of religion. It's a matter of glorifying the true healer of our soul. The only one who can say, your faith has made you well. He's the only one that can proclaim, your faith has healed you. Let go of worldliness. Because all the things that you have, you cannot take with you. But only what is committed to the Lord forever and ever. Amen? Shall we pray? Shall we pray? Father, we thank you for the counsel that you always release unto your people. Whenever we gather like this in the house of the Lord. And because your word is a piercing, double-edged sword. Lord, you have judged the motives of our hearts even the intentions of our hearts. And we are here, Lord, as a people to confess that so much of this world has crept up to our souls. So much of worldliness has come to our broken souls. And because of this, Lord, we confess that it has been such a struggle to let go of many things. To let go of the allures of the flesh, even the beckonings of pride. It is so difficult, Lord, to just allow the Spirit to be the one that steers our hearts' directions. So we confess, Father, that on our own we are weak, we are finite, and there's so much, Lord, that we cannot even approximate hindi namin malalapitan Panginoon ang kaganapan ng aming mga desires sa buhay so today Lord we confess it is only by your grace it is only by your strength that we can learn to let go when we have been offended so many times oh Lord only you can give us the grace to forgive so we echo now Lord the prayers of the disciples Increase our faith, O Lord. In times when we feel so entitled because of the things that we do for the kingdom or for the church or for our bosses or for our family members, forgive us, O Lord.
Only you, Holy Spirit, can give us the unction to continue and continue serving still with hearts that are grateful, with hearts that are privileged in being able to be your conduit of grace to others. Oh Lord, in times when we just don't know where to go, in times, Lord, when we just don't know what to say, when we have been overtaken, Lord, by our excitement of the things that we have been blessed with, may we be like that Samaritan leper. May we be quick on our feet to go back to your altar of praise and give you all the praises and the glory and the honor. For it is your will for your people to always give thanks unto you. And today, Lord, we stand here knowing that we are much nearer to the eschaton, to the end of days. We are much nearer to the promised day of the Lord's return. And so today, Lord, teach us to let go of worldliness, to let go of every attachment, Lord, that hinders us from fully giving ourselves to the work of the kingdom, only by your grace and mercies. Lift up your hands now, church. And may the Lord bless you, and may the Lord keep you. And may the Lord make his face shine upon you, and may the Lord be gracious unto you. Yes, may the Lord lift his countenance towards all of us. And may the Lord grant us his peace as we learn to let go, and yes, let God in all the things of our lives. To the praise and glory of the one and only King. His name is Jesus. And everyone will say, Amen. Next Sunday, Pastor Ren and Doksha will preach the Word of God, Luke chapter 18. That's your assignment for the rest of the week. Pray for the LNS. It's happening this week. God bless you, Lighthouse. Enjoy the rest of the Sunday.